0: You got a Bible, you can open up to Revelation chapter two. A couple of stragglers here. If you would, please stand to honor the reading of God's word this morning. Revelation chapter 2, we're going to pick it up in verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write the words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. Yet you hold fast my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you. You have some who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balaam to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so they might eat food, sacrifice to idols, and practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword in my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will give some of the hidden man, and I will give him a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. That's uh, us pray. thank you for your word. Thank you for what it shows us and what it teaches us. I pray today that it will do its work. That that two-edged sword of your word um, Father, it would bring life to those of us who are weary, but that, that Father, it would also cut and it would reveal sin and, and show us areas of our lives, Father, where we need to repent uh, and, and turn, turn back to you and what you say um, you want and require of so us. above all, I pray that we see Jesus. We make much of that wonderful, beautiful name and what he's done for us through his life, through his death, and through his resurrection. In his new name we pray. Amen. We be seated. So the first church that, that we looked at uh, was the church in Ephesus. And if you remember, what we said was that it was a good church. They worked hard. They had a lot of things going. They had a lot of programs. Uh, they had endured persecution, but they had forgotten their first love. And in other words, what, what that meant was is that they had forgotten their love for one another. So in their zeal to worship the Lord correctly, they had forgotten love. So what had happened was they had become cold in their orthodoxy. They were theology just calling everybody out, and they were doing that in an unloving way. And so Jesus tells them to remember, repent, and do. So remember for when your love for one another was at its height, and repent, and align yourself back with what God wants, and do those things again. Last week we looked at the church in Smyrna, and what we said is that if Ephesus was the church of cold orthodoxy, Smyrna was a suffering church. They were under great tribulation, which had led led to poverty, which had led to 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 slander for what they believed. And and Jesus tells them that, listen, some of you are going to be thrown in jail, and some of you are going to be healed for your faith. But Jesus encourages them by telling them that he's the first and the last, that all things begin with him, that all things come from him, that he orchestrates all things, and that all things are moving towards their inevitable conclusion with him.
1: And, and what Jesus, Jesus wants them to know is that as Christians, that God has a purpose and a design in
0: our suffering. We never suffer without purpose. But also there's a duration to our suffering. And what we endure on this earth is but a life, momentary affliction compared to what God has for us in eternity. So you and I as believers can endure in this life knowing that Jesus has paid the price for our sins and so that when we die in this life, we, we will never, by, by no means, means ever, face the second death of the second life. I don't know how many of you remember the term chiasm, or maybe uh, um, you heard chiastic, chiastic pattern. pattern. Uh, I didn't. Okay, I, I slept, slept a lot in seventh grade in English class. English class. Yeah. Um, Ms. You Wilson didn't like me. It was, it was a long year. year. Um, but that's, that's a literary, literary device, and it, and it follows a pattern. Okay, so uh, a chiastic pattern, oftentimes what you see, you see this in the, Psalm, uh, in the Psalms a lot, is that the first and the last items are linked, the second and the second to last items are linked, so on and so forth, okay? So the letters here to the churches in Revelation seem to be linked in this sort of chiastic pattern. So you see the first and the last churches are told that they forgotten their first love. The second and the second-to-last churches uh, are not condemned for anything. Instead, Jesus just brags on them and he encourages them and he lifts them up.
1: And the other thing thing that the chiastic pattern does is it tries to
0: draw your attention to what's in the the middle. middle. Think Think of the sandwich, right? right? You have your bread 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 on both ends and then the meat and everything's right there in the the middle. middle. And that that seems seems to to be what what Jesus and John are doing for us us, is that they want to draw our attention to the third, fourth, and fifth churches. And they're saying, listen, Pay attention to these churches. And the reason is is that what we're going to see in the next three weeks is is this progression in these three churches. This progression that's endangering them. And not only them, but all churches throughout history will deal with this progression if they are not careful. So the third church in Pergamon is warned against false teaching that is turning God's people towards worldliness. The fourth church is reviewed for it, False teaching in its and its simple debauchery. The fifth church shows us what happens when false teaching leads to sinful indulgence. Back in Revelation uh, chapter 3, Jesus is talking to the church of Sardis says, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you're dead. So it seems to be a warning to us from Jesus. To to our our church, that if false teaching is is permitted, the the worldliness it fosters will lead to sinfulness, and the sinfulness of the is the result is is death. death. That the church can look alive, it can have a lot of money, it can have a lot of people, people, but on on the the inside, inside, spiritually, spiritually, the power power that Jesus gives gives is gone because it's dead. Okay. So we need to pay attention. So look with me, if you will, in chapter two, verse twelve. Jesus says as an angel of the church in Pergamum. write the words of him who has the sharp two-edged sword. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, yet you hold fast my name. You did not deny my faith, or it could say faith in me, or uh, or believe faith.
1: Even in the days of Antipas, my
0: faithful witness, who was among you, where Satan dwells. So the was 65 miles due north of Smyrna.
1: It, was it was one of the largest cities
0: in the ancient world, world with around 190,000 people. It was wasn't the capital, capital city of the Roman, Roman province of, uh, of Asia. Asia. Uh, it was the capital city of the Roman province of Asia. But it wasn't, wasn't famous for political reasons. reasons. It, it was famous for religion. It was, it was the center of worship for four of the most important pagan cults of the day. So, so as so you came, came into Pergamum, Pergamum, one of the first things that you would, you would see would be the, the altar, altar of Zeus that was erected on this massive platform that, that, that sat eight hundred feet above the city, looking down on the inhabitants of Pergamum. Of Pergamum.
1: It was center worship, worship for, for the gods, gods uh, for, for,
0: for the god of war and Dionysus, the god of wine, fertility, and ecstasy.
1: Imagine what
0: went on at those worship services. The most famous of all was the worship of uh, Asclepios. Asclepios is referred to as Savior or Soter in Greek mythology. He's the son of Apollo and he was thought to be the very first physician. And so, so if had this, this huge temple, temple built, built for him that, him, that people would flock to from to all over the Asian province, and, and they would come in to be healed. And the way they would be healed and is they would come, come in and they'd sleep in all these dormitories, dormitories and lay on the ground all night. And, and what they what had was these the Clevius snakes. snakes, they're non that just slithered all over the, the ground. And your hope was is that you lay there in the middle of the night and one of the snakes crawl on you or slither on you. That's gross, man. Yeah. I see snake out of one. I They they, they did did that all the time, time, hoping that they could be healed. Um, You've seen seen the uh, the symbol of Asclepius before. before. If If you've ever noticed, noticed the the symbol for the the Department of Health and Human Human Services Services, It's the staff of the Okay. Okay. Pergamum was also the acknowledged center of the cult of Caesar. So probably more than any of the other six cities, the people of Pergamum were devoted to the worship of Caesar as God. And so Jesus introduces himself with a description from chapter 1. He tells this church that he's the one who has a sharp two-edged sword. And so he wants them to know that all the Romans carry a sword, so does he. And he's the true judge. He's the ultimate power. And there's absolutely nothing that the pagan Roman government can do to change that. And the sword that Jesus has is two edged so in, in other words, words, it cuts both ways. It's an instrument, an instrument of life, but it's, but it's
1: also an instrument, an instrument of judgment and death as well. Sam Storm tells us this: on one, one hand, the sword has
0: the power hand, to perform the most delicate spiritual surgery, to excise the, the cancer of sin and, and restore hope to the wounded soul. But its, it's raised razor edge cuts away the disease and error and those who long for truth as well. And this, and
1: this is one, one
0: who speaks. Jesus, who yeah. has yeah. the two-edged, two-edged sword. And the and this same Jesus, Jesus has told one church, hey, I know your works. He told another church, I see you in your suffering. suffering and, and notice what he tells them in the Pergamum. He, he says, says, I know where you dwell. In, in other words, 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 I know where you, know where you live, live right? right? If you, you want to, you can underline that because that's a really encouraging word right there. Jesus knows where you live, Christian. In fact, Jesus even determined where you live. Paul tells, tells us this in the, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter, chapter 17, verse 26. 26 says, it says that he made for one man every nation of mankind to, to live, live on all the places here, having, having to determine a lot of periods and the boundaries of, the of their dwelling, dwelling place. place. So, so, so he's going so to determine, determine how long you're going to live here, uh, like your boundaries here in Spirit. spirit. He knows you where you live. live, and so, so here's the thing: you may not like where you live, right? You may think, "Golly, I'm always way from the city." You may, you may not like, like the, people the people that you live with. with. You, may you may not like, like where you work. You may you make, make your pastures weird. weird. That's fine. But, but, but Jesus, Jesus knows where you dwell. Jesus knows where you live, and that truth should change a whole lot of things for you. Because see, listen, listen, if he knows where you dwell, then that means he cares for you.
1: If he, he knows, knows where you live, live, then that
0: means he knows the temptations that you face every day in spirit He knows knows the the pressures that you you face face at work. work. He knows knows the the concerns that you daily bring to him him, as you try to to live your life, as you try to raise kids. kids. He knows exactly exactly what your life is like, and that that is encouraging. And Jesus tells him, I "I know where you dwell, I know where you live, I know what you're going through, and I know where Satan's throne is. A lot of people try to figure out what Satan's throne means. It's really not that hard. It's It's most likely likely just a a reference to to Pergamum itself. itself. There was was so so much much pagan satanic satanic worship going on that it might as well have been been called Satan's Satan's throne. throne. Right? Right? Vegas, Cincinnati, Pergamum was Satan's Satan's throne. throne. What happened there really didn't stay there, okay? (laughs) And he he said, even though you live in Satan's throne, yet you hold fast my name. name. So what that means means is that they they held up his identity as Savior that, at that salvation, salvation only comes, comes through the finished, finished work of Jesus. That then he rose again, again that he's coming back. And so and they, they held fast to those truths despite living they in the middle of Satan's throne. throne. So, so think about it, about it this, this way. way How often in our little town, town are we ashamed to speak the, the name of Jesus? I mean, I mean the last, last time I, I checked, we don't live in Satan's throne, do we? I mean, we're right here to the Bible. But how often are we afraid to talk about him publicly for fear of being made fun of? And, and most, most of the time, the time our silence in our town is directed by, by fear of what people will think if we get too serious, serious about Jesus. Jesus. Right? I mean, I mean, everybody's a Christian, Christian, right, right? I mean, I mean, just, just ask, ask them; they'll, they'll tell you. you. Everybody, everybody goes to church, everybody, everybody knows Jesus, but if you get serious about following Jesus. Jesus, that's a totally different thing. thing. And see, we, we face no persecution out here where we live, But get amazing we are silent, far too often. And these, these people who heard of them and knew what would happen if they were both, they, they, knew they knew that they might be killed. They knew, they knew that it would be more than, more than just, uh, ah, that person gets a little too serious about his faith. faith we're free. free. But, but it, it didn't, didn't stop. stop. Even when, even when some, some of their, their own, own were killed in verse 13, it tells us that even in the days of Antipas, my faithful servant, faithful servant apparently he was a member of the church and was killed for his faith. So So even even the threat of the martyrdom 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 didn't stop them from proclaiming the name of Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus says, they may get denied the (coughs) name of the name. So these these Christians Christians in the dark, pagan city that Jesus knows where they live and he sees their their faith in him. him. He knows knows that they have have not stopped proclaiming his name name, and he he commends them them for it. He says, great great job, guys. I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Verse 14. But, but I have a few, few things, things against you. You have, you have some there who hold the, the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balaam to put a stumbling block for the sons of Israel, so, so they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual morality. morality. So, so also, also you, you have, have some who hold the, the teaching of the Middle babies. Babies. So our, so our, our church in her room showed a remarkable, remarkable devotion, devotion to, to the, the Lord and the city that was dark. So remember, the Ephesian Church was guilty of elevating truth above love, the Church in Rome, and elevating love above truth. So, so they maintained, maintained their, their theological, theological conviction, conviction, but at, at the, the same, same time, they were tolerating in their fellowship in the church certain false prophets, prophets who advocated licentious behavior in the name of Christian freedom. freedom. So they, so they did not deny the thing. But they, but they become lax toward, toward falsehood. falsehood. They, were they were devoted to the truth of Christ, Christ. they were, they were willing, willing to die for it, but on but the other hand, hand they maybe we ought to be a little bit tolerant towards others who have come, come to different conclusions about the sake of grace of Jesus. Jesus. And so, so Jesus, Jesus reduced them for it. it. For it. Jesus says, you have some who hold to the teaching of Balaam. Now, in verse 15, he says, you have some who hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Now, there's some people that say these are two different things, right? Some believe the teachings of Balaam, and some are believing the teachings of the Nicolaitans. But I don't think that's that's what Jesus Jesus is saying saying at all. What What Jesus Jesus is doing is what's called a typological typological interpretation. interpretation. Uh, James, James Hamilton, Hamilton tells us the features of this sort of interpretation are historical correspondence, correspondence. So going, going back, back in the past, past, to use something in history to then show us what, what something looks, looks like in the present. Right? right? So verse 15 begins, so awesome. So it's introducing the, the comparison between what happened in history with Balaam and the way the teachings of the Nicolaitans had paralleled that in their current church. So, so what so happened yeah, with Balaam, right? If right? you grew up church, in those you know the story. Balaam is not even right that whole deal. If you remember, uh, the, children the children of Israel going, Israel going through Moab and, and, and Balak, king of Moab, was a little concerned about that because they were so large numbers, in numbers. Like, hey, they're, they're going to come, come through here. They're going to eat up all of our grass. They're going to take all of our food. We really don't want them in here. So we hired Balaam to be able to pronounce curses over the children of Israel. So, so Baal goes to do his deal, deal. but every time that Baal tries three times to curse, to curse the, the children of Israel, here's what happens. God, God steps in and takes his takes curse and, and turns it into a blessing. So, so he, curses, he, curses, he curses, they're blessed. He curses, they're blessed. He curses, they're blessed. And so Baal like, like man, isn't it working. I want to get paid, paid right? Baal promised me a lot of money. Brother's got a house payment. I need to get paid. And so he says, here's what you're going to do. My curses aren't working. But Baal, let me tell you, you're going to go get the Israelite man's credit tonight. Mobile women, women right? right? Bring them in. in, in Anytime you read the Old Testament, Mobile by women are always these right like in, in trouble. And, and so Pharaoh so was like, listen, if you, if you bring, bring these guys in, they're little, they're little they're, they're, loose, they're, they're gonna, gonna seduce these men, men they're gonna get them, them to partake, partake feast in feasts to their, their idols, and those feasts involve sexual immorality, and, and if they do this, it will provoke the judgment of God against people. Sure enough, that's exactly what happens. So So what Balaam was to the the children of Israel, getting them to partake in things that were unlawful, the Nicolaitans were to the church of Jesus Christ in Pergamum. So Balaam, in other words, is the prototype of those who compromised with the world. In Jude Jude chapter 11, he tells us, What were them? For they they walked in the way way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of Cain, to to Baal's error, and perished in of rebellion. Since so Peter, Peter chapter two, verse 15, for fifteen, forsaking the, the right way. way. They've gone astray. They, they follow the way of, of Ava, the son of Ava, Lord, love gain from wrong doing. And the nature of their sin was eating food sacrificed to eyes. Now, if you remember you back, back in from 1 Corinthians, Corinthians, that seemed to be a problem to Corinthians, too. But this, this is different, different than what they, they what they were doing. In The Corinthian church, church, they were going, going and buying the meat, meat that had been used in the service, right? They weren't they actually going in; and they were just buying the meat. So was like, hey, that's fine as long as your conscience is good. If you go, go purchase, purchase that meat, meat. it's cheaper, it's it. That's it awesome. Here what's happening is that they, they were participating in the Christian worship, worship service. service, and then, and then when it got done, then they were like, hey, it's all good. Why don't you go with us over here
1: to 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 the temple? Right? Let's go go there and hang out a little little bit. bit. Let's Let's go check out their worship worship service for a little little while. It's going to be
0: great. So So they're they're participating in Christian service, pagan service, and those pagan services always involve sexual morality. morality. The word there in verse 15 is the word porneo. It's where we get our pornography from. It also means to fornicate. And so the thing is that all false teaching, all false teaching always has a link of truth to it. Paul's teaching is a partial truth that did not <coughs> take into the extreme. So, so in the case, case of the Nicolaitans, it was grace that was, grace that was being abused. And so so here me, grace is amazing. amazing. And, we and we celebrate the grace of Jesus Christ every week here, here at FBC. FBC. And we and should. We make a make big deal of, of his life, and his death, death, and his and resurrection for sinners. sinners. But sadly, sadly, grace is subject to distortion. Many churches, many Many people people use grace grace to justify loose loose behavior. So there's There's no no indication that these people of had denied the name of Jesus, Jesus, that they they denied denied the virgin birth, his his death on on the cross for our sins and his resurrection, resurrection. but they were using the the grace we received because of those things to live in a way that is contrary to the scriptures. So most likely they didn't say things like this, that if all my sins are forgiven, they're now a little consequence in my life. If I'm not saved by works, then I don't need to be concerned with their absence in my life. Well, Jesus is set me free. I mean, I'm not obligated to law or to any leader. Because, because of Christ, Christ, I, can I can participate in the simple parts part, of my culture without fear of condemnation. These were the, the things that, that they, they were saying to justify our lifestyle.
1: And folks, I don't know if
0: this, this is still a danger in the 21st century. I mean, I mean, there, there is a, a prevalence, prevalence in our pulpits, pulpits today of what is, what is known, known as high teaching. And fills so many pulpits. And, and here, really, it has, has a ring of truth, truth that has been taken to the stream. So they begin, and then these people, they will rightly celebrate the grace, grace given to us. the shed blood of Jesus and resurrection, resurrection, but then it just it breaks down, down from there. They'll, they'll say things, things like, well, like we're, we're already completely sanctified at the moment when we trust in Jesus, there's no there's more work to do. They, they call, call it, it effortless spirituality. spirituality. We, don't, we don't, don't need to pursue holiness. holiness. We, don't we don't need to run hard after the Lord. We don't need to be obedient. If you get the point, if teach these things, they'll bring you a link with us a long preacher or even worse, a Pharisee. You hear
1: such things things as the Holy Spirit Spirit doesn't convict us of sin. One
0: pastor said this this, the Holy Holy Spirit never convicts us of sin. sin. He never never comes to point out our faults. When we We fail, fail. we don't don't need the Holy Holy Spirit Spirit to tell us what we've done done wrong. We need the Holy Spirit to convict us of our righteousness. Many will go far as to say the Bible and the protecting of Jesus Christ never causes us to commit. And this is most likely what David Lay's teaching that their forgiveness of sin and their new newfound found freedom of Christ, Christ have released them from, from slavish obedience to rules and regulations and concerning sexual conduct.
1: So in other in words, they if you're forgiven,
0: it's, it's free, they're, they're all washed away, man, you're a good dude, boy, and all, all good, guys. guys. Jesus is going to forgive anyone. Anyway. This is the, the issue of our And although most of the church
1: seems
0: to remain faithful, they would, they would not, not take action, action to deal with, with those who would error, error and teaching lies. In other words, And that's our very temptation, temptation isn't it? Like, like we, we tend, tend to say, say things, things like, like, well, it's, well, it's not, not my, my view, view, but we, we want to disagree with you. Disagree with you. No. It's, it's not, not, not my conviction, but then we can still get along. And we should listen to me. We should have room in our fellowship for loving disagreement. Amen. I mean, mean, we've lost civility in our culture. culture. Like, we We should be able to say, hey, I love you, but 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 we're we're going to disagree on this." You're You're still my brother, brother, I get that. And 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 there there are certain issues, such as political issues, community issues, or even secondary things that we come across in Scripture. Like, even in Revelation, as we look at different things in the book, like, you and I can come to different conclusions and say, hey, I love you, but we're going to disagree on this. We can look at spiritual gifts. Right? right? We will be speaking, speaking in Johnson's face and, things and, things and, things things and say, hey, I agree or disagree with, with you on, you on that, and I love you to hear me on this. There are certain things in the scriptures, and, and there are, are certain, certain teachings and certain doctrines that we, we cannot budge on. on. There, there are certain interpretations, are certain interpretations, that, are certain interpretations are that are right. right. There, is there is a right and wrong in some of these things. And sometimes, the most loving thing we can do is call out, just false to take brother or sister.
1: Because, because there, there are, are things,
0: things that, that Jesus hates. hates. If you remember back, back in Revelation chapter, chapter 2, verse 6, what Jesus, Jesus tells the church, yet you, you have this. Yet you, you, this you have. have. You hate the, the works of the negligence, which I also, I also hate. In other words, Jesus does, does not, not want his church, church to be living in error. So, in so in verse 16, we what what says? says Therefore, therefore repent. repent. That's, That's in red in my church. That's Jesus, Jesus. There's, there's, there's the repent. repent. If no, not, I will come to you soon you and be against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear the spirit of so the spirit of the, the church. To, to the one, one, one conqueror, I will give some of the hidden manna, man, and I will give, give him a white stone, stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. So no, Jesus says, hey, guys, I'm not here to do what you wrong. I just want to catch you back and take you off No, no. Jesus is repent. 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 Acknowledge, <laughs> Acknowledge the, the error, error in your thinking and your and lack of courage to call it out. Recognize it and confess Jesus says. It. Understand. Okay. You're, you're doing nobody, nobody a favor by, by overlooking and allowing this sin in your midst. So, so listen, to me, me, loving confrontation may make me uncomfortable, right? uncomfortable. Right? Anybody here like, like confrontation? Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're, you're free, right? Like, <laughs> nobody likes confrontation. Nobody. And it, and it may be uncomfortable, uncomfortable for you, but, but it's, it's not, not as painful as, the, as judgment the judgment these brothers and sisters will suffer if they, they remain in so, so he says, repent, repent or I will, I will come to you soon, and, and I will war against, against them. It means that, hey, I'm still coming to your church. church. I, may I may be, be warring against, against them, but you, you as a church, the whole church, you're not getting off the hook. I'm going going to war against you. I'm going to bring discipline Discipline. And we're not sure what form this discipline takes. But the the Nicolaitans will be the focus of judgment. So he says, unless you do something about it and repent, they're in trouble. Sam Storch again tells us that such language suggests that their lack of repentance be evidence of lack of saving faith. That if Jesus tells us something is wrong and we don't repent of that, there may be a cause for concern there because you may not know Jesus. He says, their persistent persistent licentiousness and and morally compromising behavior behavior, undermine their claim to know Jesus in the same way. way. And that's that's tough tough teaching, teaching, isn't isn't it? Because we we all want peace and harmony, and those those things things seem to be threatened when we we commit to to living out the ethical implications implications of of the gospel. gospel. But listen, in the, in the present, present, it is, is the price, price we must, we must be willing, willing to pay to enjoy the rewards that Jesus promises in the long run. run. Right? right? And, and Jesus, Jesus does, does promise, promise rewards for obedience. obedience. That is not, not worth-based salvation. salvation. You're, You're already, already saved, because saved because of Jesus, but Jesus has now obeyed, and there are rewards that come to, come to those who obey. obey. And he, and he says, says, by repenting and lovingly confronting, confronting the, church's the church's false teaching, in, verse, in 17, verse 17, he tells, tells us that he will, will, uh, we, will uh, we will receive some, some of the hidden manna. We'll,
1: we'll receive, will receive a white stone with a new, new name. name
0: on it. So let's, let's look, look at those things. Hebrew tradition tells, Hebrew tells us that the, the pot of manna man was, was preserved in the Ark covenant, covenant. That they, they put, put it in, in there. there. And according, according to the, the Jewish, Jewish historical book of Maccabees, when the temple, temple was destroyed by the Babylonians in 586 B.C., they believed that the Jeremiah, our angel, took, took the ark, and, and then they, they hid it in Mount Sinai. Sinai. And, then and then when the Messiah, Messiah was, was to return, return, Jeremiah returned, and they would, would bring the ark out, out they would get the, the man, man out, and, and they would feast on it. That's what,
1: that's what they believed.
0: Now, it didn't exactly happen that way,
1: did it? Because when the Messiah came, the man that he brought was not what
0: they were expecting. Jesus, Jesus himself, himself tells, tells us that he actually was the true man, man. In, in John, John chapter 6, verses 48 to 51, Jesus himself, himself says, I am the bread of life. Your father fathers ate the man in the wilderness and they died. This, this is the bread, bread that, comes that comes down from down heaven, heaven so, so that one, one may eat of it and not die. die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. From heaven. If anyone, anyone eats of this bread, bread, he will live, live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my bread. So Jesus Jesus is saying, hey, hey, the reason reason that you have this happening in your church is that there are people who are chasing after false gods and idols. The the only reason reason that they're running to these other temples temples is because (coughs) they're not finding what what they need in in me. me. They're They're looking for these other other gods gods to fill a hole that only only I can can fill. And Jesus is saying, I am the only only one who can meet all your needs. Right? And that that and all of us, if like we're honest, there's, there's an emptiness, emptiness that we feel at, at times because we're looking for our strength. Right. OK? I'm going to prove it, it to you. You ready? How many of you love walking into in basketball, basketball games on games Tuesdays and Friday, Friday night nights? Huh? huh? It's the worst, it's worst thing in the world, man. Like, you walk up those stairs and you're like, forced Gump on the dead the bus. You're like, God, it's not to sit. People like, like easy, and
1: all of a sudden,
0: you're like, I not look at me. <laughs> and like, straight <laughs> go find a spot, sit, like, like, I don't, I don't know, know where I to sit. like, sit down, sit down. Like, um, um, yeah. like everybody's looking, looking at, me. at me. And, and I and know some of you are going i talk to talk you this week, right? this, <laughs> this, 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 feeling you're insecure and you don't like it. And, and it all of the what we, we were talking, talking about it is that because of Jesus is saying, saying, like, he's, like he's the true man, it means that, means that one day, because of Jesus, of Jesus and only Jesus, we'll, we'll never, never feel that emptiness. We'll, we'll, we'll never feel deficient. We'll never feel insecure. insecure. Instead, Instead, we'll, we'll feel content and loved and whole. whole. And, and, and that's, that's a good promise that I long for. I don't like that feeling that comes over me from time to time when I feel like it. And, and Jesus is saying, I may be, faithful, be faithful, and endure, and I, and I promise I you one day, all of those longings will disappear because, because I am the one who will feed you. And then, and then he tells them that he'll give us a white stone, stone in the new now. day. Now, there's, now, there's a, there's a lot, lot of debate on this. Day. I mean, white, white stones were used, used for so many things, things in Greek society. In society. So at so the athletic, athletic competitions, competitions the winner received a white stone. stone. It was a way, way of saying, hey, hey, you it, it, out, it out, you can do what you, you want, want, here's your white stone, stone sixty-five. Your, your victory. Which, is that's, that's what Jesus is referring to, how to awesome is that, that right? right? That, that we, therefore, there set out of our own race that been been set before us so with so so endurance, endurance and, and we get to have We receive, receive the white stone of Christ's righteousness. That's good news. White stones are given by the jury. When someone, when someone was acquitted, was acquitted uh, against the black stone, stone, stone which was put into guilt. So, so this is what Jesus had in mind: he's highlighting the reality of our forgiveness. That we give white stone, stone. That we're not, that not guilty, guilty based, based on the redemptive work of Christ, Christ, which, which is, is good news. news.
1: Others said pegs would carry white stones
0: in their pocket and they would write their deity's name on it, meaning they had control or power of that deity, and they could call on that deity anytime they wanted for help. But that's what Jesus said. He says, hey, hey, my name's on the stone, and guess what? You can call on me anytime you need help because of what I've done for you. That's good news. But another point, and this is a conclusion that I lean towards, that white stones were used for entry to public festivals. So a so white, white stone, stone would be like, like your ticket, your ticket to a certain event. So the, the, the white, the white stone, stone then would be would assembled in the leaders
1: admission
0: mission into the marriage of the land. Land. That, those, that those, those of us who trust in Jesus and who endure, who endure that one, one day we see the white stone, white, white to trade the righteousness of, of those great interests, interests. That the Jesus is our, our interest. That the Jesus, Jesus himself gives us the white stone, stone of the mission into his kingdom. kingdom. And when, and when we stand, stand before God, God the Father, we don't stand, stand before him and say, hey, look at all the good things I did, man, let me know. No. Instead, we hand you the white stone, stone Jesus Christ and say, how do it? And because of that, that we are allowed entrance into the kingdom. Into the kingdom. And, all and on that, that stone, it says that our, our name, is name is going to be written, written on it. On, name that that only we know, one who has been given the white stone. And this is a reference to the fact that Christ will give him.
1: 2 Corinthians five
0: seventeen. 17. therefore being the as the in Christ, Christ he is, is a new creation. creation. Behold, the old has, passed uh, uh, the old's past, the new is come. So that so we can now have our identity, identity in him, him. That, that all things, things about, about us will be made, made new, new in Christ, Christ, and that our, our sinful past, past will be a forgotten amenity. Now, and now does it doesn't mean that your current name is evil or should be thrown out.
1: But, but in difficult, difficult times, remember, remember, your name, name was, was not
0: just a label, label that to differentiate from one person to the other. other. Your name, name was, was who you were, a person was, was his or her name. Or her name.
1: So, if so you take Jacob, Jacob in the Old Testament, Testament remember, remember, remember his name is trickster or one Who was he? He literally, Jacob was a trickster.
0: trickster. He, he tricked his, his brother. Trickster. Trickster. He tricked Laban. And what this says is that God will rename us into the likeness of His Son. So, so my name, name, like yours, will reflect, reflect the character, character of the new creation, creation in which I'm a My, my name, name, like yours, will be suitable for new have-hazins in the world. World. So you so can take my name, Byron, place like cows, because have a pretty
1: fitting bunch of
0: cow cows. Cow cow <laughs> <laughs> Still laugh down. at that one. Way to go, Dad. But Byron can also be selfish. It can be it can be depressive, it can be brash, it can be mean, it it means be lot it can be mean, be Jesus it only Jesus, I will be given it new be and all those things about it can be mean, it be be I good news for news some of us. I'm just trying to get away from a pastor, to give away from my from I am. Jesus says, trust in and me. And we need to in, in that name. In the name, name in the All these things is here. And, what, and I, what I love is, this, is, this, is that the man and the stone, stone and the new, new name, name are given to the, the one, one who conquers. conquers. The Nicolaitans, the word Nicholas, Nicholas is there and, mean, and the name Babel, they, 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 they both mean the same thing. They mean conqueror of people. These false teachers are peddling substituted, counterfeits, but those who conquered by faith in Jesus are not conquered by error. They receive by grace what our hearts long for. That, that Jesus is the real thing, that He is life, and through Him we are all given in the name. So, so, so what about you? What about you in this room this morning? Do you know Jesus? Have you trusted in his finished, finished work on the process? Have you trusted, trusted in him, him to be your salvation? salvation? Have you been, been given, given the white stone Christ's righteousness? Christ's righteousness? Have, Have you been, been given in that name? If, if not, not you can leave here today and say, I came in my name with one thing, but I'm not walking out of it means something else. Don't leave here today until you tell somebody, hey, I came here today, I one way, and now Jesus has changed me. Christian. What, what you believe, believe matters. And so maybe, maybe there's there areas of your life, life where you go, I see what I've been taken, taken by error. error and maybe, Christ maybe Christ is calling you to repent that day and turn, turn back, back to, to Him. him. Church, Church, Jesus, Jesus is issuing us the the next three weeks to make, to make sure that we're standing firm on the truth of, of His Word and not allowing ourselves to return error. So what that means is is that everything, everything you read, see, listen to needs to all be fulfilled through God's word? word. We need, need to make sure, sure that it's, it's accurate word. to what Jesus, Jesus Himself tells, tells us in His Word. word. And perhaps, and say, say, maybe, maybe you just realize that you've been, been using the amazing grace Jesus of Jesus to justify a lifestyle. lifestyle. I mean, if I'm, I'm honest, I've done that, that. I think, well, I think we all tend to, to do that sometimes. Man, it's a great matter. Did you, you you, committed committed it? Would you, would you turn, turn back, back to Christ? Christ? Listen, I mean, we know no, that His, his grace, grace is not a free path to live it however you desire, in. but <coughs> His grace is so given so that you could in turn run hard, hard after Jesus. After Jesus. I, I, love I love the, the term, grace-driven term "grace-driven effort." If we, we run hard after Him with all our effort, effort. That, that knowing, knowing when we stumble falling, you will. There's, there's grace, grace underneath that, that to catch you and to sustain, sustain you, you and to pick you back up and doesn't go off to continue to pursue Jesus with all your heart. This is my so I thank you for what you've given us. I thank for you I thank for your word. word. I thank I you for God. Jesus. God. I thank you for the for one, one who is confident so that we so could, could forever, forever feel content in him. The one who's given us white stones, given us interest in the kingdom. not based on our work to the kids and from the one who's given us new day. And so I, I pray to the anyone in here today, Father, Father, that doesn't know, know you, you today, that you saved this room, that you opened hearts to your gospel and that they changed them, and that they could not leave until they grabbed me or Joe or Dean and a friend and just say, hey man, I am one way and now changed Jesus to save me. I pray that the church we can understand what we believe matters and make sure we're standing on truth and then all of the things, things we read, to look at, at the truth, truth through, all those things through, uh, through, uh, the, through the front line, line of your word. Father, okay. give this to where we use your amazing, amazing grace to justify our sins and hopes, God, and help us to, to realize, realize that that, that grace, grace is given to us, us, and, us and that we can keep on the heart of everything. We can pursue you, you grace, trigger, and effort. Of all, thank you Jesus, you for us your name. That no matter, matter what, what we, we think, our name means, our name means that Father, you say, no, Your the name means that you are adopted, you are, adopted you are loved, you are forgiven, you are summoned to God, and that is His purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. 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 If you would please stand.